Well, hello, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to this kind of special edition of Get Real with Rick Dancer. Why is it special? Well, because you're here. <laughs> no, it's because something big happened today, really big. And it's good for you because it belongs to you. And you need to know about it because it's a pristine, wonderful piece of land that um, belongs to the state. And we're going to hear a lot more about, but a big change happened last night. And this is really big news. So we're going to get to that in just a second. First, I want to thank our sponsors because we cannot do this without our sponsors. And Dr. Michael Bratlin now is offering this really cool, um, I use it. It's a, a, a guard, a night guard, but it's for the top and the bottom with a, has an attachment on it, moves your jaw forward. So it helps you not only um, not grind your teeth, but it's helping people not snore. And for me, that means I'm sleeping better. Dr. Michael Bratlin is the man. And I am putting a video together, so I will be able to show you what that looks like at another date. Another sponsor for tonight's show. Montana Oral Surgery and Dental Implant Center. Uh, we have a new video come out and uh, with one of their new doctors. She's absolutely awesome. And you are going to love her, so you'll be excited about that. And... Fairway Independent Mortgage and Lending Team, Greg Hinkle's a great sponsor of ours here in Montana, but he also helps people in Oregon, Idaho, and Washington. If you're looking for lending needs, he's the man. He knows what to do, and he's a friend of mine. So there you go. All right. So what's this big news? Well, well, you know, I'm going to invite one of my honorary friends, Tom, to talk about it. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. I saw it on there, Henri Jen Hamaker. I went, you know what? That... I should have that title on my name too. Henri Rick Dancer. I love that. So it's the Oregon Natural Resources and Industries. Is that right? Yep. And represents um, timber, farmers, um, all kinds of people in agriculture um, because, yeah, just everybody around the state. So, yep. so, so Jen writes me today and she's like, oh my God, Rick, you've got you to hear this. Uh, she's in Idaho in a, in a little house in the, out in the wilderness. So the, the signal may be funny, but Jen is the person who knows the most about this. She is in charge with the, the uh, Henri group. And um, we've been following this and kind of poking the bear and uh, tell people. So tell people what happened. You know best how to tell this story. So where do you start and kind of get people involved in this? Well, um, I, well I, would like to, I would like to start with the news. And then I'll go back and explain why this is important. Okay, perfect. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you can see this, but the Oregon State University, um, the president of the Oregon State University wrote a letter to the state land board regarding the management of the Elliott Forest. And she regretfully declined managing the Elliott. Um, and what that means is, uh, back in 2021, uh, the, it was, there was a bill, a legislative bill that's called HB 1546. And that bill decoupled the Elliott from the common school fund and the taxpayers bought back their own property for $221 million because there had to be a value that they paid off the common school fund with. Um, so that they could give it to OSU to manage. And it was 
it was to become the largest uh, research forest in the world. Um, so this would be a huge notch in OSU's belt. This would be a huge notch in the president's, OSU's president's belt. Um, but they are declining to manage it, even though it was handed to them, because it is not sustainable. No harvest, no revenue. And they need that revenue to be able to operate. So they are, this, is, this is huge news. And the reason why they did this is because the uh, public outcry, the enormous amount of public testimony and input around HC, the HCP um, and around the forest management plan, which is the Oregon Department of Forestry is um, crafting the forest management plan around and aligned with the HCP. So once the HCP goes into effect, it's going to close down 53% of our state forests. You lay and, the, and the HCP is the Habitat Conservation Plan. Yes. yes. And this basically is what every timber person in the in the state of Oregon is so nervous about because it's going to it's going to reduce in a huge way um, the, the amount of timber that can be harvested. And, th and this was the was this the brainchild. And I hate to use brain when I'm talking about the legislature or Governor Kate Brown, former. But wasn't it them who went in cahoots with all this? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they wanted more conservation on our our public lands. They went as far as to put a HCP on private timberland. Also, it's called the private timberland or the the private timber accord. So, um, yeah, no, the the Elliot is is a big deal. This letter is a huge deal because it tells in here. Um, it, would it be okay if I just read? A yeah, part yeah. Of Okay. Yeah, yeah. It says this is from the president of OSU and it is to the state land board. Regretfully, I find the current trajectory of the planning process is on a course that will fail to deliver the public good anticipated. Wow. And, mm -hmm, and falls well short of the world class research forest envisioned by the state, OSU, and tribal nations. My conclusion was reached through the consideration of multiple factors, including the recent public opposition to the HCP, the Habitat Conservation Plan, and the Forest Management Plan. Um, then it goes on to say, they recently expressed significant concerns regarding the limitations and constraints placed on the management of the overall forest and the acreage dedicated to reserves in the forest design. The, there's a lot more to this that, that, that it goes on to say. Another thing that's very important, I underlined it and put stars by it. It says, in addition, from an operational perspective, OSU continues to have significant concerns with the state's intent to limit variations in annual harvest volumes and the Elliott and to move forward with carbon project of the, of the Elliott. Wow, that's a huge slap in the face to the legislature and former Governor Kate Brown saying your, your plan isn't going to work. Yes. We know it. So you now have a state college, Oregon State University's president saying the same things that you and every other logger and mill worker and mill owner and everything. So it's no longer um, just all those timber people. This is somebody who's coming in and saying and and rejecting 
the whole plan was to have them manage it. And she's saying, this can't be done under your plan. It's not going to happen. That's right. And another, another thing that feeds into, you remember the cap and trade? Yeah. Okay. Listen to this. OSU uh, has been steadfast in its opposition to monetizing the carbon within the Elliott in the early stages for the clear and simple reason that the sale of the forest carbon would limit or interfere with the ability of OSU to conduct meaningful research that is critical to addressing important sustainable management questions. These restrictions are specifically related to carbon sequestration, carbon storage, and the development of new models for offsetting carbon through the voluntary market cap and trade. So they were going to use the Elliott as a cap and trade for, for, for the carbon sequestration and selling those credits. So, but, 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 oh, is this that bullshit where like companies, okay, this, I am so, this is so crazy. So you guys, I don't know if you know this, but there are plans. So there's a company um, and I won't say the name, but this is one I know of and they, nobody can be carbon neutral. You can't, it doesn't work. So they allow you to give money to programs to, to that, that help with the environment. Like you can fund a recycle program and then you get credit for that. So you can say that clothing company so-and-so is carbon neutral when you're really, it's all bullshit, but, but because you're giving, so you're, you're buying carbon credits and kissing someone's ass so that the general public can go along and think, oh, they're carbon neutral and it's all bullshit. Yes. So they were going to use, I had, did you know that? No. So they were going to use the Elliot and you, oh, it's so clear now. Right. And now we can be this great, who were they going to, who was going to use it? That this is just the, the government? Well, the car, the the government it's it's supposedly the government's land. It's our state land, so they were going to take that and sell off the carbon credits. That's how cap and trade works. Sell off the carbon credits to to offset pollution. Somebody that's polluting, probably China, um, and sell those credits and make money on the carbon sequestration and storage. They're whoring out our forest instead of instead of sustainably managing it so that it can do the right because you know what here's what people don't quite understand i don't think so here we've got this elliott forest and and you know more about this than i do but it is a beautiful pristine beautiful place yep. if if we don't manage that properly it's going to burn to hell yes. because it's going to catch on fire so yep. and right now we can't because of this this habitat conservation plan right. it can't be managed properly right. so even osu is saying this isn't going to work. You're using this for the wrong purposes. And all it's going to take is one lightning storm to set that thing off if they don't manage it properly. And you're going to lose all your stupid carbon credits. Oh, yeah. my God. This is kind of big, huh? It's huge. This is so huge. It's, it's uh, you know, the Elliott is one of the most pristine forests in the world. It is one of the most gorgeous forests in the world. And it's valued at um, with the timber on it. It's valued at one of the highest uh, values in the world, um, and it's it's about ninety thousand acres. It's between Reedsport and Coos Bay. Um, it is the most beautiful. It was our. It was given to us by the federal government back in nineteen 
1859 when we became a state. And in 1927, it was coupled with the common school fund to be harvested sustainably uh, so that it would contribute to the common school fund and support the schools. And then also the uh, communities, the counties around there would also get timber harvest revenue from that too. But they put an HCP on it, which devalued it. It's worth well over $3 billion. Wow. We, we, they put in a, they, they had an appraisal done on it so that they could figure out what the value of was, of it was. And they, uh, the appraisal came back at $221 million because the natural resources on that land are under an HCP. So they're not, they have no value because you can't harvest them. So, so it went from $3 billion worth of asset for the state down to 221 million. And then Kate Brown and her cronies, the state land board, which is the secretary of state, the governor, and the, um, the uh, Tobias Reed, the treasurer, got together and decided, well, we're going to decouple this. It's costing us more money than it because it wasn't it wasn't uh, gaining revenue because there was no timber harvest on it. It was costing money to uh, manage it. And so they're just going to decouple it and give it to OSU to manage. Well, this is totally backfired now. <laughs> it's totally backfired now. Your your government at work. Yep. Oh, so so and um and 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 to make the point so people understand this, that common school fund. So that money from the harvest, the the uh, the the management, the yeah. proper management of the Elliott Forest. That money was to be used for schools to help fund schools and to fund county governments in those areas. Um, and, and that was the original agreement, which, you know, the governor didn't pay attention to and neither did her land board. So that's all of your executive branch basically. Right. And now what does this do? So what does this, what happens to that whole deal? I mean, if OSU rejects it, then what, where does it go? I don't know. That's what wow. I, don't, I don't know. So I've talked to a senator um, who was instrumental in, in, in this whole thing. I'm not going to name names right now. Um, and he says that he's working on a plan. Uh, this was not expected, but it's not a huge surprise to some because the original, uh, the original plan that OSU put together um, was naive. And uh, I, I, don't, I, I know we're not politically correct here, but I, <laughs> that's why you belong here. I don't want to put down OSU because they've done us a great service. I think right. that the president of OSU is a hero. I think and that brave, very brave, very brave. And I think that I would if if I could do one thing, uh, if I could do one thing before the end of the year, it would be to praise her, put her up on a pedestal high fiver, give her a hug, pop some champagne. Like, I don't know, but she, to my, to me right now is my hero because she <laughs> stood well, because, you know, they, they keep shutting down the woods. We keep every year, we keep seeing the fires get bigger and bigger and more horrible. Um, and it's, there's a direct correlation between shutting down forests and letting those fuel loads burn and forest fires. And then that, that fiber, that timber, that renewable resource is no good to anybody. Right. So, so how, how, how was Henri involved in this? Cause you guys had rallies and, and, and I mean, you guys really pushed this issue. So she obviously noticed that and you got the, you, I mean, all yep. that work, all that work seemed like 
because they put you off. Yeah. The, 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 the decision makers put you guys off. Yeah. And now this puts you back. This shows all that hard work was for, for, um, for good purpose. Good, good purpose. Yeah. So for about two and a half years, we've been fighting the habitat conservation plan that shuts down 53% of the state um, forest to any kind of management. Um, you're no longer going to be able to go in there and get huckleberries or mushrooms. Um, and we're totally against that. We're also totally against, because the reason why we're against it is um, we all want clean air. We all want clean water. We all want thriving ecosystems and, and you know, our forests and, and our, our counties. But this HCP goes so far beyond what is required within right. an HCP um, that it will ripple. I mean... 48% loss of revenue in, in the counties that are, that the HCP is in. Um, so, so, so Jen, let me ask you this. Do you think that this decision now takes that HCP, the habitat conservation plan and, and kind of shines a bright light on how much bullshit it is? I mean, does this, yes. is this going to be the, the pushers of the, of this thing uh, of this, pr this program I mean, every every timber family in Oregon should be jumping up and down and screaming right now because this is the this is like a pivotal turn that could. But I'm going to guess what every person in the audience needs to be doing is you need to be writing and calling like crazy your senator and your representative in Oregon yes. and telling them this proves this is not good and you That's need funny. to stop this because. You know they'll try to pawn it off on something else, but but obviously it won't pan out. No. Um, I mean, they could give it to some environmental group, but they can't do anything with it. If they do that, people in Oregon should come unglued because it is your forest. It is it belongs to the people of Oregon. It doesn't belong to Kate Brown or Tobias Reed or the Secretary of State or any of those people on the land board. This belongs to Oregon and OSU's president single-handedly threw that back in your lap and it's like, do you want it? Yeah. Here you go. Well, and it's such a significant uh, change of events because this was also the world's largest research forest. That's what OSU was, was a, you know, getting it for is the world's largest. This is a huge notch in their belt. And for them to give this up, it just speaks volumes of how devastating this HCP coupled with the, the habitat conservation plan layered on top with the forest management plan, it is not sustainable for anybody. Well, all of their dirty deeds have, are coming to roost, aren't they? Oh my gosh. I am so excited. Yes, it is. It is falling apart. This was a huge thing. I did not anticipate this um, at all. I thought OSU would do anything to get their hands on this and have done everything. They've been working hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent in in preparation to take over the Elliot for management. So she did this at great risk. Great risk. And I'm sure it's going to be. Uh, I'm sure the uh, so-called environmental community will be finding ways to paint her as a, a horrible person, or you know, they're going to bring out all their guns because they know this is like a this is like a sign that you're barking up the wrong tree, literally. Right. Well. And also just a little bit of uh, uh, background information. So the November 3rd FTLAC, I know you don't know what that means. It's the Forest Trust Lands Advisory Committee. It's the only committee in Oregon governed under law to advise the Board of Forestry who has say, who has 
who has say over Oregon Department of Forestry. Um, the FTLAC are the 15 counties that hold state land uh, that is managed by ODF. Okay? okay, they're supposed to be partners in in creating a management for that. Um, Mike Wilson, and I'm going to say that again, and I hope he's listening. Mike Wilson, he's the chief <clears throat> forester for ODF that's crafted this HCP over the over years. He just admitted that he bypassed. ODF, sorry, ODF, he's, he's works for ODF. He just bypassed the Board of Forestry and their authority, and he just bypassed the, the FTLAC, which is a Forest Trust Lands Advisory Committee. The two authorities that he is to answer to, he just bypassed. He usurped their power, their authority, because he already implemented the HCP a year ago. We're already seeing reduced timber harvest uh, uh, volumes right now of 20%. And, and contracts are being jerked back right now before the uh, January 1st deadline. And because of that, the services, the federal services, they, they call them, which is NOAA and then the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, are crafting their final EIS, their environmental impact statement, that will uh, ultimately issue the state of Oregon incidental take permits, which means wow. that we're already in the HCP for 70 years. We've entered into that contract without authority, without approval, without rejection, without amendment, without anything. The, the Board of Forestry and FTLAC, they didn't matter. ODF did exactly what they wanted. Mike Wilson got exactly what he wanted. So what is next? Okay, so we have the senator going in with the Elliot. Do you think in the big picture, does this put the HCPs in, in jeopardy? So, Rick, you know, the HCPs are a contract with the federal government. When have you ever seen the federal government not hold somebody accountable for their contract? Right. So it's it's a contract with the government. It's, it, is, it has invited the federal government onto our private and our public lands. God. That's just awful. It is awful. It is awful because we see how they manage their lands. 60% yeah. of Oregon yeah. forests are federal government, are managed by the federal government, and 86% of wildfires are on federal lands. Well, and now if they got their hands into private companies too, yes. they're gonna they're gonna have a say on how that works as well. What do you what do you say to um and a, a person who thinks I, I hate using environmentalists because I think most of us are very, you know, Oregon, Montana, whatever. We love the land. It's like I just we're releasing a video um, on a it's actually the dancer family logging and it's not related to me at all that I know of. Um, but they're there in, in the Roseburg area. And these people care about the streams. They care about the fishing and the hunting and they take care. Why would you decimate land? If you know this is your living, I mean, you have to, you're a family business 40 years from now, there's got to be trees growing. So I think they're the conservationist people. But what do you say to the environment, the alleged environmental community about this, what just happened on the Elliott? Okay. Well, just picture this, a huge forest fire and the sign underneath it that says, environmentalists, this is on you. You did this. You shut down our forest to management. You, ma you made it so that the fuels piled up over decades and decades and decades and drying and, and like kindling, waiting for a strike. 
you did this. This is on you. Oregon has has uh, between 1952 and 1980 something when we were managing our forests before the spotted owl, Oregon only uh, experienced one forest fire over 10,000 acres. Today, we experience on average 500,000 acres burned every year. You guys, now we're coming off my phone. The miracles of, of, of media. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you're coming in clear too. That's kind of funny. It's on through my phone. So anyway, um, so what do you need people in Oregon to do at this point? Oh, well, first of all, we're going to celebrate. <clears throat> um, second of all, so so I'm the president of Oregon Natural Resource Industries, and um, we've been fighting this for years. We've spent our own money, our own time, our own effort. Uh, we've made incredible strides uh, towards uniting the commissioners and uh, legislators and educating people and legislators um, about what's going on behind the scenes. Um, just if we have a Facebook page, you can go on um, on. It's called ONRI on the Facebook. If you want to come in there and drop us a line, you can go to onry.us. That's our website, onri.us, O-N-R-I.us. And then you can also go on our other website, which, are, which is our issue website, which is OregonStrongerTogether.com. Okay. And you can buy apparel, you can donate, you can buy a membership. Um, we really appreciate the money. $25 goes a long way. Um, we're traveling all over the state um, doing things, and that gets kind of expensive, uh, we usually just pay for it all ourselves, but um, we're making a difference and it shows. And I couldn't be happier about this. Um, so, and I appreciate, Rick, that you're having me on today, short notice and getting this word out again. This is good news. Thank you, OSU president. Thank you. All right. Jen Hammaker, thank you for all that you do for Oregon. And you're a powerhouse of knowledge when it comes to this stuff. I love when something happens with timber stuff. I know I can always count on you because, you know, you go you, and you don't mince words, <laughs> which fits right in, just fits right in with what I do. So I, I like it. All right. You go get your kids. You've got things to do. You have things in your day to do. Uh, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Rick. I'll uh, see you later. Okay, bye. All right, so there you go. Um, that's a big deal. That is a very, very big deal. And um, Oregon, you should be proud. This is your forest. Take it back. Don't let them do this to you. You don't. You you have the power. And look at what happens when you, when people. I think sometimes we forget that when we organize and get together and we do stuff like this and we make our voices heard, that we can make a difference. Now I realize most of the time we don't see it. But this is one of those moments when you go, it worked. We did it. And you have to remember that so that the next time you continue to do that, we are going to take back the message of the forest because our forest needs us. They don't need more paid people. I saw the funniest bumper sticker the other day. I thought it was funny. It had a tree that was cut off, like, you know, like at the stump, like how you cut a tree down at the stump. And then this the little meme said, don't worry, I hugged it first. <laughs> I thought that was so classic. But you know what that tree did? That tree provided housing for a family. That tree 
provided the contents so that you can have toothpaste to brush your teeth. That tree is what you wiped your behind with after you went to the bathroom. That tree is the pencil that you use. That tree is the paper that you write notes on. So don't forget that. That tree has a purpose and it's not to fall over in a forest and burn up in a fire. Managed properly, timber is sustainable. It's a crop and you need to start looking at it like corn and beans and all that other stuff that's a crop. But the difference with this crop is it keeps coming back and you keep replanting, but it takes longer, 40 years, 40 to 50. Um, and it is, and we know so much about managing it, just like farmers in my area know how to ranch and how to, how to, how, what cattle need and, and what corn needs and what alfalfa needs. It's a crop. It doesn't have feelings. Doesn't cry when you cut it down. It provides housing for people in great need. We have a housing crisis in our country and we stop logging. <laughs> I mean, boom. I mean, can I, do you see how little sense that makes? So anyway, go look this up. It's I, who knows if the news is going to cover it. Um, I know it's out there. I've had some other friends, but they're all timber people that are talking to me, but you don't know if the news is going to cover it, but you don't have to watch the news because you got it right here. <laughs> Share this on your page. And again, in the beginning, uh, there's some, there's some sound issues on there, but just listen to what's going on because, you know, this is, uh, this is the media we have and uh, you can't always get perfect sound. So just listen in and you won't see Jen's face moving as much as her mouth's talking, but <laughs> she and I are both like that anyway. <laughs> All right. Have a good night and we'll see you later. See you tomorrow night.